I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. All right, what's up? Welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is how was I supposed to know? First off, this podcast, The Surfing Lessons, is brought to you by Live Wildly Connected. If you want more passion and more connection in your life, across the board, in your marriage, with your kids, more desire, without having to give up the fun, your alone time, your me time, without having to give up surfing, even able to get more surfing in, then find me on Facebook and direct message me at Ryan P. Lampy. I want to live wildly connected. All right. So today, we're going to talk about this crazy lie that we love to tell ourselves. And that is, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's already gone by. Shit has already happened. And this, then it comes out as, how was I supposed to know? I was surfing the other day with a friend, and he was really, he's not used to surfing on reef and on rocks. And he was really nervous and a little spooked, I guess you could say. And as he was telling me, he had a great time. He didn't get hurt at all. And as we were paddling back out, paddling back to the shore at, at the end of our session, I asked him, you know, did he get hurt? How did it feel? Because he was really nervous about surfing the reef and the rocks the cliffs. He was asking me where everything was at and where the sand was and where the rocks were. He was I could tell he was really nervous. And I get it. I remember, gosh, I remember my first few times surfing the cliffs and the reefs and other even at Malibu and certain breaks there, Pescador, oh my gosh, and surfing the waves and seeing the rocks like less than a six inches below the surface as the wave picks up and it's like holy shit. So scary. It's like, I could surf the biggest waves, but you put me on a two-foot wave with some jagged rocks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was, I was so scared to death. So I remember those times. And so I'm talking to my buddy, and he's, he's like, everything's good now. You know, I mean, he didn't get hurt or anything as we're paddling back into shore at the end of our, I think we were out there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And he was telling me his feelings, how he felt, you know, like a little spooked. And it just brought back these memories brought back these memories of how I used to feel, the fir- I mean, especially the first, probably two times in particular, I remember the very first two times I surfed this particular spot, Birdshit Rock, right up against the cliffs, high tide, like right up against the, every time I got off, there was rocks everywhere, there was, sometimes I'd get off and there was like flatbed rock, and then sometimes I'd get off and there was like jagged, big boulders underneath the surface, and then sometimes I'd get off and there's like nothing there, and then all of a sudden I'd run into a rock. Like every single time I got off the board, it was so spooky. I didn't know what was underneath the surface. And I, I remember this feeling of like, first of all, it was adventurous. It was fun. It was like kind of exhilarating. And at the same time, it was very scary. I was very spooked. Every time I got off the board, I'd, I'd jump off or something. Like I was, I was very nervous and scared. And I remember these, these feelings. And it brought back, it brought back the all, I can, I can remember the entire sessions, like the feelings I had. And they're great. At the same time, 
they don't compare to the power and the awareness that I surf with now, the clarity I have in the water when I surf now. Now I take my board, I will surf, if I, especially if I have the soft top, I will surf my soft top right on top of the reef sometimes, like literally beach it. And I have stuff with so much power, so much clarity. I know where the rocks are. I know where the reef is. I know how to fall, how to land. I know how to deal with it. In the beginning, I didn't know what anything was. I was unaware of what was under the surface. I just knew that there were dangers. Things could happen. But I didn't have the clarity. I didn't have the awareness. Most of us love this style of living where ignorance is bliss it can be kind of sometimes exhilarating sometimes kind of gives us this nervousness we can even become addicted to that nervousness that kind of that fear underneath the surface it kind of makes everything exciting and ignorance is bliss until it's not until we get a wake-up call that's what happens Ignorance is bliss until we get a fucking wake-up call that shakes our entire life. We hit that rock, breaks something, hits our, we hit our head on that rock, it takes us out of the water for years. Something crazy could happen. Yet most of us still, we choose to live in that ignorance. See, what's wild is, I mean, at that time, like when I first started surfing, I loved that ignorance. I loved that, that, um, like that spookiness adventurousness of surfing with a reef underneath me for the first time. I remember seaweed being all over me. And I'm not used to surfing with seaweed at the time. This was like mm, five, six years ago. I remember I felt so wild and free. And it was different. At the same time, there was this nervousness about me. Yet, at any given moment, I always had the power to get really clear on what was really going on under the surface. I could come out at low tide and really see what's going on. If I really want to get clear, I can come out at low tide. I could put my snorkel on. I can go snorkeling, which I've done a lot since then. And I can get really clear on what is going on under the surface, where the rocks are, where the, the, um, the sand, the, uh, the channel is, where the boulders are, where the reef is, where the flatbed reef starts, where it ends, the, the obstacles around or the rocks around the bird shit rock itself, this giant big rock sticking out of the water like a giant house. And I can always have taken the responsibility and become super aware of what was going on under the surface. And to this day, I surf with guys who have lived here for decades. And they still, they come out and they don't know what is under, like, they know that it's dangerous under the water. If something stupid happens, they fall with their head first. Like, they know it's dangerous, but they don't know where everything is. And they still have chosen, after all this time, and it's not knocking them. I mean, they often don't really surf bird shit rock or this particular break or some of the other breaks I surf as regularly as I do. But they still are unaware of what is under the surface. Where I have taken the responsibility of seeing what is going on under the surface of the water, what is there, what hazards are there, what dangers, what dangers are there. So I never had the excuse, I don't know. I do know. And if something happens, I'm fully aware, what, fully aware of what could have happened and what did happen. 
I'm taking that responsibility. Where in your life have you two things? Something has happened and you had the excuse, well, how was I supposed to know that was going to happen? It could have been someone cheating on you. Could have been some stuff going on under your nose with your kids in a business deal. I've seen it all. I'm going to go through a little bit in this in this podcast, a little bit. I'm talking everything from murders inside the family. Crazy shit has gone underneath the surface in my own family. Possible sex trafficking, sexual abuse, rape, a, like, physical abuse, cheating affairs, stealing money. All kinds of stuff. And the excuse that comes up again and again and again was, I didn't know. I don't know. How could I have known? How was I supposed to know? And inside that game, we blame. We blame whoever fucked it up. We blame whoever was we think was at fault. We blame everybody. Our spouse cheated on us, and we blame them. And even the, the legal system will blame them. That's fine. I'm not saying that they're not at fault. But inside that blame, we take zero responsibility of the outcome, zero responsibility of the results. And nothing in our lives changes. In fact, we blame, we blame, we blame, and our power in life gets smaller and smaller and smaller as we give away all of our power, blaming everyone around us, and then inside our hearts, we fill with guilt, we fill with shame, and we walk around for the rest of our lives like a dog with his tail tucked between his legs. So where in your life, do you have the excuse and you're blaming someone else that you didn't know? How are you supposed to know? And I'm going to go further. Where in your life right now are the breadcrumbs there? There's a trail of breadcrumbs. You know in your heart something is not right. Things are not the way you want them to be 100%. But you're not taking full responsibility for it. You're living in the land of ignorance is bliss. Where is that? I want to encourage you to go after it. Connection. So this is all about connection. One of the biggest wake-up calls in my life. It's not necessarily a wake-up call as, well, I've had some other wake-up, I've had a lot of wake-up calls in my life. And this one is, a, it's a wake-up call, but it's more so a, a place of power. A place where I have gotten tremendous power in my life. And it came when I discovered about, let me see, well, this didn't happen at this time, but let's see, like, I think it's like four years ago now, three, it could be three, three or four years ago, but I, I lose track of time sometimes, and uh, Lucy told me that she had tricked me into having our, our oldest kid. Her name is Callie. She's 11 years old now. So actually, I think it was three, yeah, three years ago. She told me this for the first time. And so... Lucy and I have been married for 12 and a half years, and I knew her 10 months before we got married. And this whole time when we, before we got married, there was this understanding that, hey, I was, I, mean, I was in the military. If we did get married, that was a big decision. If we do get married, like, I'm going to be gone a lot. I'm going to be deployed three out of four years. We're not going to have kids for about 10 years. And we agreed to that. And she was okay with it. I remember her crying. She didn't, like, she was sad about it because, you know, she wanted me to be around more. She wanted to possibly have kids earlier. She agreed. 
And three months after we got married, she got pregnant. And I don't know how all the birth control and everything works, but she was on birth control and she had a UTI. And so she took antibiotics and that's when she got pregnant. And she told me, hey, the antibiotics nullified the, the birth control. I went to the doctors. The doctor said the same thing. And for what I knew, like that was it. Like the antibiotics from her UTI messed up the birth control and she got pregnant. So we had our first kid. And 13 months after that, we had our second kid. And life changed. My plans, my careers changed. Everything changed when I had our first kid, or even when she got pregnant. Everything changed. And then three years ago, she told me that, hey, Ryan, I just remembered that I tricked you into having Callie. Like, I literally stopped taking birth control, and I was on antibiotics, but it was because I stopped taking birth control. And I was like, I mean, in the moment, I wasn't mad at her. Not that I knew of. I probably, I know, I definitely was. But that I knew of, that I was aware of back then, three years ago of myself. And the emotions I was aware of myself, I didn't even know that I was mad at her. All I could feel was sorry for her. I felt bad that she had to keep this lie inside of her for 10 years. 10 years. She had to go on living with this lie underneath the surface that she couldn't tell me. Like, that must have sucked. That's a big weight to carry. And that's all I could think of. And fast forward until January 2018, a year and a half ago, or actually it was February 2018, it was another training, and I remember standing in the front of a bunch of guys and a trainer, and I told them the story of how Lucy tricked me. And my trainer, my head coach, he asked me, he's like, would you consider that you have not forgiven Lucy yet? I was like, like, I've forgiven Lucy. Like, I mean, I'm glad we had our kid. I love Callie. I'm glad we had our first kid. If it was for that, like, we wouldn't have this big family and this beautiful family. Like, this is amazing. I'm sure I hold some, maybe a little bit of something against her. And, and definitely there's this part of me that always wanted to be single and like, I got locked down on responsibilities and life has been hard since having a family. But I believe I forgive her. I told him, I was like, what I, what I, don't forgive her for is the lies that keep coming out again and again and again. Like Lucy lies like a crazy woman. And I can go into the big stories of, of why and, and like therapy type style of where it came from and why she lies and why she doesn't trust anybody, why she doesn't trust men, everything from sexual abuse to everything. I get it. At the same time, it fucking sucks being married to someone who lies like all the time. And so I told him, like I told my coach, I told everyone in front of the class, I'm standing up there in front with a microphone. I'm like, yeah, what I hold against Lucy is that she lies all the time. Not this one particular lie about Callie and getting pregnant. It's just all the lies. And, and he questioned me. He's like, well, would you consider that you haven't forgiven yourself? And I was like, are you serious? There's no reason for me not to forgive myself. Like, I don't even blame myself. I don't blame myself. Like, the, even the doctors confirmed that it was the antibiotics. And the best I knew, like, it was antibiotics. Like, everything was logical. Everything made sense. I was legitimately hoodwinked, legitimately duped by my wife. And I don't blame myself. And he just asked me again, would you consider the possibility 
that you haven't forgiven yourself for that lie. And I argued again. I was like, no, like I, I, I there's no way I blame myself. Just no. And he asked me again, he's like, would you consider the possibility that you have not forgiven yourself for that lie, for being lied to by Lucy? And I was like, okay. And on the surface, I was like, okay, so this is going too far now. I was like, all right, I'll consider it. But in my heart, I was like, no way. No way. I blame Lucy for all the lies. I don't blame myself. And I remember he even asked me again, he's like, well, would you just make sure, just consider it? I was like, okay, I'll consider it. Well, I believe about two months later, February, March, April, about April, last year, it just hit me like a Mack truck. It just, all of a sudden, it hit me, and I went from this place I'm talking about, this whole ignorance is bliss, and this blame, putting this blame on Lucy and any, anyone and everyone else to seeing my power. And what hit me, a couple months after that, was I realized, wow, I do blame myself. I blame myself. And what I could see for the first time in my life was that, wow, 10 years ago, when Lucy lied to me, she tricked me, two things, two major things. One was, who, would I, who was I? Who did I show up as, as as a man that my wife, my new bride, had to lie to me, that she had to trick me to get a baby in her belly, that she couldn't trust me, that she couldn't, I mean, I get logically why she did it. She was terrified. She was scared. She didn't trust men. She didn't want me to die in war. Like, there's a lot, lots of reasons, lots of fears. I get it logically. But I could see in my heart for the first time, like, who would I have to show up, who, who would I have to have shown up as, which is the guy I did show up as, for her to lie to me? For her to even be willing to lie to me. I don't care how big of a liar she is. That was one. The second thing I saw was, holy smokes. If I went back there as the man I am today, which was a little over a year ago, 2018. The man at that time in 2018. If I took that man and I went back to the beginning of our marriage in, damn, what was it, 07? 07. We got married in 06, December. Like, there's no way, even if she was a compulsive liar, and even if I, she had every reason to lie to me because she don't trust men, she didn't trust me, even if I screwed her over, whatever it was, who would I have to have shown up as that I couldn't even tell that she was lying to me? That she tricked me, and not even just that one time, but for 10 years. It was going on underneath my nose. This lie was there, and I couldn't even smell it. I couldn't even see it. My bullshit detector was so dull that I couldn't even smell it. I was like, man, if I was who I am today back then, there's no way it would have flew. The connection that I command, the connection that I hunt down, that I have with people, especially with Lucy, that bullshit doesn't fly. She can lie to me and it's coming out. In that same conversation, it is fucking coming out. So I lacked tremendous power back then. And when I saw this, it opened up my entire world. It gave me this incredible power. It's like, man, who would I have to become that people trust me? Who would I have to become that people 
first of all, don't even want to lie to me. That I command the respect and the trust from them and the integrity from them. That I set the frame around me that people don't bullshit me. And when they do, that I smell it. That I call them out. That I call them to a greater version of themselves. That I call, that I call them to a more honest and powerful version of themselves. With more light, more clarity, more love. It was tremendous power. This was a game changer. Ignorance is bliss is bullshit. Ignorance is bliss until you get a wake-up call. First of all, that's one. The second is, man, to be able to surf the break I surf now with complete clarity, knowing where the rocks are, knowing where the ledge is, knowing where all the, the flat rock and the reef and everything is, I can do different turns on the wave. I can do crazy things. I can go all the way until it dumps on, on the rock itself. And I navigate the water with much more clarity, much more precision, and much more power. And it's not just my surf break. It's all my relationships. Now, I was just talking to a client this past week, a buddy of mine who, he found out that there was some abuse going on in his family. And first of all, I'm proud of him. Because I mean, most guys, I mean, the way I was years ago, we, we find out, we found, we find out this shit is going on under the surface, and and we blame. And we and we say, how was I supposed to know? I didn't know this was going on. How was I supposed to know? And we stay there. And we blame, and we blame, and life goes on, and we have no power for the rest of our lives, and the guilt and the shame builds up. He didn't go there. He did the work. He used the tools that I've given him. And he's finding his power. He's finding his responsibilities. Hunting down clarity. Asking himself the tough questions of who would I have to be for these lies to have gone on under the surface? Who would I have to be that these persons, the people who have been abused couldn't come to me and trust me and tell me And this is just, like, this is just scratching the surface. Everything from friends who've gotten divorces. Divorce happens. Here's what's crazy. Divorces just don't, don't just happen. Or, or cheating. Cheating doesn't just happen. Like, people love to blame the other person. Like, when the spouse cheats on them and they get divorced, it's like all their fault. The husband cheated on the wife and it's all the husband's fault. Okay, it is. Yes, I mean, he is the one who cheated. And that wife will live with that little tiny bit of power that she has, if any. And she'll bring that into her next marriage or the next marriage. Or maybe she gives up on men. Doesn't get married anymore. She completely loses trust. Or here's the other possibility. She sees, she asks herself the tough question, who would I have to have been that my husband would cheat, would cheat on me? Damn, who have I shown up as the past six years, 10 years, 12 years, that he would cheat on me? And when she could see her contribution, how she drove him. I know this is probably heresy to a lot of people. Like, oh, no, it is the man's fault. It is. No, it is. Yes. And it's possible for the other person to see their contribution. 
their power, who they have shown up as. When I could see that Lucy Lined and me was all 100% my creation, my doing. I'm the one that got her to lie to me. I'm the one that forced that. Who would I have to have been that she would dare lie to me? Who would I have to have been that she would lie to me and I didn't even know? I was so unaware. And I encouraged. That's what's crazy. I used to be pissed off that Lucy lied to me all the time. Well, yes, she was a liar. And second, I encouraged her. Every time she lied to me and I didn't smell it with my bullshit detector, I didn't get clear with it, and I let it fly under the surface, I encouraged it more and more and more and more. I turned her into a greater liar than she'd ever imagined to be. And it was my doing. And once I could see that, I stopped fucking blaming Lucy or blaming my children or blaming anyone else around me. I took all the power myself. Transforming myself, chiseling out a greater man, becoming more and more. Heightening my fucking bullshit detector. Heightening the certainty inside myself, my own integrity who I am, the man I want to become, the vision I have for myself, a man who commands honesty and trust and respect and love, admiration and desire from his wife, from his kids, from everyone around him. Fuck the blame. That's called full ownership. I have this still shit in the family where we blame. People have been stealing stuff, like in my, not my immediate family, but beyond my immediate family. S- stealing money. Stealing all kinds of shit. Possible murders. That no one has the balls, no one has the guts to get clear on. My, By the way, my mom's side of the family, head of Vietnamese mafia in, in Houston. Her, her parents died years ago. But lots of crazy shit going down. So much shit underneath the surface. And no one can get clear. And guess what? That's what I said. Ignorance is bliss until there's a fucking wake-up call. And there was a wake-up call that changed everyone's lives. Everyone. My mom, I would dare to say she has not even close to recovered. I'm still recovering. Ignorance is bliss until there's a fucking wake-up call. So where in your life? One, have you blamed someone else with the excuse, I didn't know? How was I supposed to know? Second, where in your life do you know in your heart something is going on, the breadcrumb trail is there, and you're telling yourself the excuse, I don't know? How's your marriage on a scale of one to ten? What's missing for you in it? Why is it the lack of connection? What's going on there? Quit with the fucking lies that I don't know. You do know. Consider that you do know what is going on. That the disconnection there is the gap that you can hunt down, that you can create the connection, that you can command the trust and the desire, even the sexual desire. That you cannot, that you have no room to blame your husband, blame your wife, blame your kids, blame anybody. That you have full power in yourself of your commitment, who you want to become, who you want 
how you want your marriage to be, how you want your family to be, your relationship with your kids, that your commitment can make it happen, that there's no room for blame. All right, guys. This is a powerful one. Like This is a game changer. This has changed my life again and again and again. It's still something. I haven't arrived. I'm just scratching the surface. I literally hunt this stuff down every single day. And if you want support in becoming that person, becoming that version of yourself that commands the trust, the respect, become the version of yourself that your spouse would not dare want to even cheat on you, wouldn't even think about it. I mean, definitely not act on it. And not only that, but like, if they did tell you these lies, because Lucy's still, she's still capable. I'm still capable of telling lies all the time. I acknowledge some bullshit that I told someone the other day. If you want to become the person with such connection that your spouse, your friends, your family, other people, even people on social media, the internet, that they can't even lie to you. Like they, they, they try to lie to you, they try to give you some bullshit, they try to enroll you into their bullshit, but you smell it like a hound dog. Fully committed to integrity, committed to clarity, honesty, seeing things for as they really are, instead of being in this land of ignorance and bliss. If you want to be that man, then I invite you to join me. And all the men passionately committed to living wildly connected. You find me on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and direct message me. Tell me, I want to live wildly connected. All right, guys. I love you all. Take this to heart. Fucking change your lives. Get the power that you've always wanted. This is, man, a total game changer. Stop telling yourself, I don't know. That right there is one of the biggest lies, if not the biggest lie, that men tell themselves. And get this, on a day-to-day basis. You find yourself saying, I don't know, you're, you're full of shit. Just take that, take that to the bank. If you say, I don't know, you're full of shit. If you, ask yourself, if you tell yourself, or you're making the excuse up of how was I supposed to know, or I didn't know, you're lying to yourself. Consider that. And you can take that to the bank, 100%. All right, guys. Have an amazing rest of your day. I love you all. And I will catch you tomorrow on the next episode. Nope, pause, hold on. And if you haven't left a review on iTunes yet, please do me a favor. Go to iTunes, scroll down on your iPhone or your iPad, and leave five-star rating for me. That helps me get this out in front of more people. It's almost like iTunes' little um, SEO way of operating getting this podcast in front of more people to change more men's lives, more families, more marriages. So leave a rating, leave a review. And if you're really getting value from this, share this with someone who you think could get a lot of value from this also. Shoot them a text, a direct message, or put this on the social media. And there you have it. All right, I will catch you tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast.
for more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and have a powerful